Hello and welcome to another episode of Indie Comics. Uh, we have Tyler here with me. Yeah. My partner in crime right now. <laughs> and an incredible, incredible guest that I am super, super excited about. We should say bonjour instead of hello. I don't speak enough French, so it's going to get really embarrassing really fast. Um, but bonjour Elsa. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Coming to us from France, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you are a phenomenal uh, artist and illustrator. Uh, I, and uh, thank you so much for being here. And Tyler legitimately freaked out when you said yes. <laughs> he was like, I was just going to come on the show. I can't believe it. And I was like, I can't believe it. You are thank incredible. You so- we love your work. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course, you have been working on The Infinite Loop and then also November Volume 1 with Volume 2 just being uh, announced in the independent uh, scene with uh, IDW. And I am losing my... Image. An image, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Too many tabs open. What What kind of got you into comics, Elsa? Um, I... <sighs> It's kind of random, really. I was I never planned on doing this. I'm, I'm glad I found <laughs> comics, but it was never the plan. Uh, what was originally the plan was to work in movies. I wanted to mm. be an actress. Um, and so I did, uh, I, I tried my hand at that for, for too long uh, until I just realized that it wasn't for me at all. And I went through like a depression phase for about a year or so where uh, I was about 24, I think, uh, at that time. And I was kind of lost and didn't, you know, the one thing that I think I knew I wanted to do, acting, turned out to be (laughs) a huge bummer. So um, I really didn't know what to do with my life. And around that time, my partner, Pierrick, who's a writer, um, wrote, uh, wanted to write for TV. And he got dis- disillusioned as well, and so he uh, he started reading comics, and then he introduced me to comics, and uh, yeah, that's that's how I yeah started uh, actually reading comics, and then really quickly uh, drawing comics. It's really interesting because a lot of the people we talk to have either work in film now or wanted to work in film and it didn't work out. Or I feel Mm -hmm. like there's an interesting kind of balance between film and comics in a strange way because they're very different mediums. But I think maybe in the way things are laid out and the the cinematic quality of them, even though you're reading them and it's in your hand, I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, the the storytelling aspect. I mean, if you like telling stories, movies are a great way, and comics mm-hmm. are too. Um, and uh, when you are an artist, you know, and and you want to tell stories, there, I guess, I guess you can tell a story um, in an illustration, you know, single piece. But if you want to tell a longer story, comics and 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 movies or visual development for animation and all that stuff is yeah. pretty much. Uh, the only thing available to you, you know. Have you been uh, doing art since you were young? No, not especially. Um, well, you were going to kill before. everyone who is a struggling artist because you're so fantastic and it hasn't even been your like life's passion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, I grew up in a house where uh, art was valued and I traveled a lot with my parents and we went to a lot of museums and I liked to draw. But I never, you know, after about age 10 or 12, I kind of forgotten that I liked doing it. 
and uh, and stopped drawing as I as I became a teenager. Hmm. That's awesome. When you work on a comic book, where do you find inspiration before you jump onto a project? So you, to translate what the what the writer and what the creator is looking for and how to put it onto paper. Usually I'll have a face where I'm looking at some a specific artist's work or a few specific artists' work. And uh, and they are much, much better than I am. And so oh. I will want to, you know, uh, it, it's not, I'm not being, you know, fake humble I really <laughs> think that and I know that uh, you know um, I am less good but they are also more experienced so I'm not depreciating my work it's just sure um, yeah uh, and so I will you know look at an artist's work and I will you know feel a, like a fire is lighting it's like oh my god this I would like to be able to draw that good it must miss it, it must feel so good to be able to draw that good and that usually makes me want to draw so that's the original impulse and I of course I, of course I try to you know find find artists work to draw inspiration from um who are who are working in, in a similar style than the story I will have to tell of course um uh, but you know i've been since i've been doing more and more independent work and i'm i haven't worked as, as, um apart from star wars i haven't worked in the licensed properties in a, like in a while in a few years um i can you know i'm part of the genesis of a project so if i want to draw something i will tell whether it's with matt mm. action or with my partner eric oh I will I will tell them okay I've been looking at this or that stuff and I want to try and channel that in some way can we do something that you know uh, that allows me to do that uh, so that's uh, I don't know if I if I quite answered your question oh absolutely but yeah yeah this is how I I usually do of course <laughs> you you want to you want to find something that you're like oh this is tough and then and you want to challenge yourself to it and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and also because some part of me knows that it's stupid because when, you know, I don't think it makes a difference, but a part of me truly thinks that, oh, it must, it must feel so good to draw that good. So I try <laughs> to you know, reach that. And in some way, I'm, I might be right because um, the, the, the less, you know, the more, um, I don't want to say the better I I become but um i get because it's not better but the more comfortable i yeah. get yeah that's mm. the word experienced the more, yeah yeah the more um agreeable the experience of drawing is it used to be mm. uh really hard and i used to not like it very much <laughs> uh until about i'd say a couple years ago where where i started to feel more comfortable and it was less a struggle mm. and i really started enjoying myself then um, so it feels good to, to, you know, draw more easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Always. Is there a, a time working on some of these really big projects that you actually have found, um, you know, actually quite easy, uh, not, not because of like the content, but be, because it's, it's just something that kind of came to you like, like really quickly. And uh, is also a, a point where you were doing something and working on, on a comic book and there was just one thing that was just so tough. Do you remember like kind of like the, the two sides of the coin? 
I don't have, you know, specific projects where, where I know this was easier, this was harder, but there's always um, a part of the process and it's not always the same depending on, you know, the page or the issue or the project where you're going to struggle with storytelling uh, or with pencils or with inking. And mm -hmm. it's never, for me at least, it's never the same um, stage of the process that is difficult. It just depends on the page. Sometimes, you know, the storytelling doesn't want to come to you. It's hard. And I will usually leave it, you know, not try to bang my head on the wall. And I'll come back to it the next day. And more often than not, it'll, you know, my brain will have solved it. Um, so I, more and more, I don't, you know, I'm not facing stuff where I'm saying, oh God, I, can't, I don't know how to do that. You know, <laughs> um, I, I try and if it's not good enough, I will just leave that on the side and get back to the, the next day. And by that, I'm not saying that, you know, it's perfect by the time I finish, but I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. You no. Know? Absolutely. Being satisfied with your own work, even though you know that there is plenty of room for you know improvement, <laughs> which I mean we need that. Otherwise, uh, what's the point? If you, yeah. You know, if, <laughs> if there's no more possible, it's boring. Exactly. Uh, but being satisfied with the page that you send can be hard, but it's also a good feeling, and it's something that I've been you know. Um, I've been a bit more forgiving to myself these past couple of years. If I don't absolutely adore a page, that's fine. I did my best. Yeah. Um, the next one will be better, you know? Absolutely. Which is a really important lesson. You know, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcasts that are interested in getting into comics or, you know, that are young writers or artists. And I think that's such a good lesson to talk about, you know, don't let, you know, good be the enemy of, of complaint, mm. you know, and, and really understanding that you may not be obsessed with every single thing that you do, but keep doing it and keep making it and it's finished. And that's a huge accomplishment in itself. It's, it's one approach. Some artists or writers will obsess over a page <laughs> and will do it over and over and over. If they are content with that um, process, why not? I mean, <laughs> I really don't like to do the thing, the same thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> so I could never envision starting a page over. Mm. <laughs> you know, I try to solve all the problems early on, you know, in the storytelling and in the layout. But having to start a page from scratch, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too, it stops you from creating something else, right? It stops you from creating a new thing. That's um, so how that is I that it's not the only way of seeing it. Sure, yeah. What um, You talked about that you kind of look for different inspiration from other artists and then challenge yourself to uh, create in that style. What are some of the artists that inspire you? Um, so for November, the book that you mentioned um, earlier, mm -hmm. uh, it's a series that I'm, that I'm drawing uh, that is written by Matt Fraction. And it's a series of graphic novels. We have four total. And for that book, um, my inspirations are Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One. Oh. Um, he's uh, Mazzucchelli's um, City of Glass. I don't know if you read that one. I haven't read that one yet. It's, 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 it's 
it's incredible. It's <laughs> not a, it's a tough read, but it's definitely worth your attention. It's really good. Um, I I also tried, <laughs> <laughs> also tried to, to channel some of Eduardo Ruiz's work, you know, in the, in the black and white placement and how to, um, try to add, you know, less realism in, in how I treat shadows, being a bit more graphic hmm. with it. Uh, and I'm, and of course, Darwin Cook's Parker, the oh, Parker series. Yes. Uh, which yeah, he is, is incredible. The, yeah. I have <laughs> and, all the uh, volumes so right I, behind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would say those three books were yeah. the, the, the most um, important influence on that series. Oh, that's awesome. And generally speaking, in my work, but specifically for November. That's perfect. Um, I, I do want to ask, though, uh, you know, wanting to be an actor, which is very visual and very, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot out of you because you're using your body and voice, you know, to tell a story. Do you find any uh, correlation with that with your art when you're, do, when you're actually telling a story? Do you think that it kind of actually helps you being artistic? Um, definitely. I, I know that probably one of the things that made me want to become an actor, actress in the first place, was um, gesture and body language is something that I am really interested about. And of course, I use that in my work today. I'm heavily focused on gesture <laughs> and facial expressions. And it's, there is, uh, especially working with a cartoony style, um, where you can, you know, bend proportions and shapes. And there's so many opportunities to, to draw some diversity and I mean all types of diversity, and be able to reinvent yourself and reinvent how you make characters express themselves. And, you know, it's a never-ending um, work, and I love it. Well, especially I think that emotion really comes through in your work, um, and it, and it okay. does align. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, I mean, both with November and The Infinite Loop, you have some really strong female characters, which is always really cool to see, um, especially in the indie comics world. I know that, you know, you didn't necessarily write them, but art is such a huge part of that and the inspiration. And I know you were a big collaborative partner. Um, what what has inspired you to kind of look at these female characters and drive a story around them? So for the Infinite Loop, uh, I co-created that book, and we, Cheric and I, co-wrote it. So although I wasn't, you know, he got the idea of um, featuring those two characters and having the stories centered around them. Um, but um, I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it, it for me, it just I don't know. It felt natural, yeah. and uh, maybe because I am a woman, maybe not. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's not I don't. You know, maybe not because Pierrick writes wonderful female characters and he's not a woman. So yeah. it might not have anything to do with it. But uh, I can, of course, um, uh, you know, rely and on female characters that fight for a better world. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, personally speaking, that, you know, that speaks to me. And when it comes to November, I had no, you know, choice regarding the characters because Matt <laughs> came to me with that story. Uh, of course, I, I mean, he's 
obviously so talented, it's so good at picking the exact, you know, perfect factors in story that um, I never asked for, you know, to give my input. I just wanted him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's I, maybe there's an extra thing that I put in there when it's female characters fighting for uh, whatever they're fighting for. So, then, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you've grown as a person and then also, you know, as a woman in kind of telling these stories and being able to show these empowered characters? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I do. I do feel a certain, you know, as a as an artist and as someone who who put um, something out into the world for people to look at and maybe learn from, and you know, or at least have an, another someone else's experience uh, presented to them. You know, um, it's it's really important to um, understand that responsibility. I think. Yeah. And so, of course, it's important to me to, you know, um, do my best to um, uh, transmit the values that I believe in, you know? Absolutely. And for The Infinite Loop, you know, which you co-created, we have Teddy, who is in love with another woman. And I think that that's also really important representation. And we're seeing more and more of it in the independent space. Um, and I mean, this one came out in, what was it, two th- 2015? In the, 14, um, the first time it got published was 2014, yeah. Yeah, which is wonderful. I mean, what was it like kind of representing that community and giving a voice to those characters? Well, it was wonderful. I mean, as you can imagine, the, the support from yeah. the LGBTQ community was wonderful. You, I don't know if you know that, but the, the American LGBTQ community is especially vocal and there's... <laughs> Oh, that stuff. No, but I mean, it's really interesting. No, it's very true, yeah. In France, although we have, you know, strong LGBTQ community as well, um, there was, maybe it's because it's less organized or maybe it's mm-hmm. less focused, you know, I take a lesser interest in graphic novels. I don't know, but I did feel a, a big difference in the amount mm-hmm. of support. It might have to do with the side of your country too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that we got from American, you know, readers. And in France too, but it was, you know, a much smaller scale, sorry. But the the support was incredible and we weren't, you know, expecting it um, and uh, were surprised by it and very glad that that, um, people who were, maybe who experienced something similar than our characters did, um, felt a connection to the book. Absolutely. That's that's wonderful. And do you feel like there's an obligation there to kind of stay true to those relationships and um, honor them, I guess? Uh, you mean with the with the audience? Yeah, just um, to, to kind of open up to that community and make sure, you know, I know a lot of times with comics, you're talking about um, Pierre and how, you know, he can write fa- fantastic women, even though he's a gentleman and, you know, kind of writing what you know, but also writing what maybe you don't know, but staying true to those things. Um, did you feel like that was an obligation or was that really easy to do? Um, I mean, it is. If you decide to do, to do create characters that are that are outside of your own experience of life, it is an mm-hmm. obligation to be, to be faithful to it. You want to, you know, portray something that is true and real. And 
so that's important. But there is no obligation to draw outside of your to you mean uh, I mean uh, to write outside of your own experience. Yeah, but if you absolutely. It, yes, it's important to respect um, the people that you're trying to portray. Is um, absolutely when. Uh, you know, going into the comic book industry is, you know, very, very tough. This it's a it's it's very hard, you know, just to get your foot foot into it. Um what was one what is one thing that you would actually suggest people to really going serious into the comic book industry? What what is the one advice you would give them? So I I would give the advice that I that I used myself, although I'm not sure it's still as true today. So but um, going to conventions with not only a portfolio, but yeah. a book, it's a self-published book, <laughs> makes a big difference, at least it did for us, because it shows um, that you're able to, even though you, haven't, you don't have a publisher and there's no one behind you telling you, oh, you have to deliver pages, if you do a book on yeah. your own, you're showing the editor that you're capable of doing this by yourself. Yeah. So it will be much easier. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> going to be a much easier person to work with. That's a first thing. And also, it gives you the, the opportunity to show your work as a work of art instead of a series of random Robin or pages or, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would say it's a really important to do that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, well, going to conventions though might have might be a bit different today. I noticed over the past the the, the past few years that there are more and more and more uh, young aspiring creators going to conventions, and uh, I know that editors don't even take the books that you would bring to them yeah. anymore because there are so many creators doing that. They don't have room in their suitcases to do, to take them off. <laughs> yeah. um, but if, if you go there and you can show it, that's something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're still building those relationships and creating contacts in the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the first year that we went to New York Comic Con, which is the year that we, showed the infinite loop to IGW's editor, Sarah Gatos. Mm. Um, I, I did, I talked to probably everyone on the publisher's floor. I didn't know anyone. It was my first time in the States, <laughs> first time, you know, ever. And I just, okay, this might be my only shot. So I'm, I don't care. I'm going to talk to everyone. <laughs> That's awesome and so smart. <laughs> and by the, end of the, by the end of the four days... Um, I met an editor who wanted to introduce me to someone else and the guy said, oh, she, she came to me yesterday. I was like, okay, you know everyone now. And <laughs> you know, I think that's really important. I'm, I might have, you know, overdone it. Um, but, I, you know, introducing yourself to people and starting to build that relationship is really important. Even if you have, you know, 30 seconds with someone, you better make that 30 seconds uh, count. Absolutely. Uh, so even though you're really scared i was really scared you still have to do it you know it's hard but um if you you know showing your work on the internet is one thing and it's great but actually talking to people being being able to you know show them who you are as a person and show your passion 
And that's definitely a plus. Absolutely. And it gives them kind of like a sense of like how you might be, you know, professionally, like, you know, are you able to, yeah, to like listen and like, you know, and talk to the person, you know, easily as well. Definitely. And, you know, dress well. Yeah. It's, it's like an old <laughs> advice, but it's really important. Yeah. Well, you do leave an impression. And I think, you know, to Tyler's point too, people want to work with inspired creators who have great stories, but people also want to work with good people. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, you know, not good, you're, you can't get along with people, it's not going to go so great. So, you know, having those conversations, even if they're short, it does prove, um, you know, give that first impression and let them know kind of who you are and how you are. Uh, and that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, be polite, even though you, you get a no, I'm not interested and you just be polite, thank them and, <laughs> And maybe next year you, you'll get to talk to them for longer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in this world where we don't have conventions right now, mm-hmm. um, as we deal with coronavirus, you know, I, what would you, be your advice for young creators who are looking to make those connections and kind of get their work out there? I would suggest to reach out to editors, you know? Yeah. Um, and engage them, engage with them, you know, on a, if, if their DMs are open, you know, I mean, uh, just slide into those DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically, that's how we got you on the show, too. <laughs> yeah, we slid into Elsa's if, DMs. If it's the only tool you have available right now, uh, you may take use that yeah and if they if editors don't want you to contact them they will close their dms so uh, that's very true like i yeah i guess and i hope and i'm sorry if that was true uh <laughs> but yeah just to reach, reach out yeah well and it never hurts right i mean at the end of the day reaching out like if you don't get that hand back if you don't get contact okay you didn't but at least you tried yeah um and you never know who will reply as long as you were nice and and professional of course (laughs) yeah absolutely and even though you don't get an answer your name will still up it's a first you know imprint of your name in their mind and maybe next time they see a retweet of someone and they see your name oh they'll you know dig back that message and answer to you. You you never know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, this is my favorite question to ask uh, creators just because I think it's something so personal. You know, what do you want people to take away from your books? And I think, you know, particularly the infinite loop, which you co-created, I mean, what, when, when a person sits down and reads that series, what do you want them to take away from it? Mm, Well, a message of, Tolerance, mm. um, compassion, humanity, and that's—I would say that's true for all the books that I co-created. And yeah. uh, I guess it's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think those things are—you know—comics, uh, just like any medium, can be there just for entertainment purposes, or they can be there for entertainment, but also, you know, to tell a story and to give people a takeaway and to to share a message. And I think your comics in particular with their strong characters, with their um, unique stories really do that. And I think it's so powerful and it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm trying. Uh, (laughs) Well, you're succeeding. (laughs) (laughs) I do have one last question though. Um, You know, because we are in the middle of, you know, a quarantine or stay at home or, you know, uh, social distancing and stuff like that. Is there anything that you're doing 
to kind of get the creative juices flowing? I know you probably still have uh, projects to work on and deadlines, but is there anything else that in this time of, uh, you know, a lot of uncertainty and just kind of, you know, it's kind of scary. Is there anything else that you're doing creatively to kind of keep your creativity kind of, I guess, more fresh? Since this all started, I didn't have, you know, trouble with inspiration. I did have trouble with, you know, freaking out. <laughs> so, so there was a few days where I like couldn't work because it, my, head, my head was spinning. I was like, I couldn't focus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's a new normal now, so we're kind of getting, <laughs> we're kind of used to it by now. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm back to work the regularly. I have, you know, the regular way. It's just we can't go out um, as much or okay. at all. Uh, but no, I haven't had any. You no, know, and and I tend to uh, respond to crisis by uh, coming up with you know silly ideas of things to keep my mind busy. Okay. So yeah. it tends to to kind of motivate me instead of uh, keeping me down. Absolutely. Would you want to share any of those, possibly, uh, just for people who are maybe having trouble creatively? Uh, creatively. Oh well, it's new projects. <laughs> I'm just projects left and right. <laughs> That's great, though, and to kind of keep creating. Redesigning, redesigning my website, and you know that stuff to you know um, do creative things but maybe a bit different yeah well yeah and especially i think in a world that is a little scary or overwhelming to be able to create and to put something good out in it is so important yeah and uh and i i really am glad that i started to make the move away from license books to create our own and independent books because uh i think it's you know uh, I'm feeling less freaked out <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Even though we're I, gonna have a huge impact on our sales, mm. uh, I still feel less freaked out that my fate is not in someone else's hand. You know, with the whole pencil on thing, I was yeah. like, oh my god, can you imagine? You're working on, on something and then boom, you can't. And um, yeah. so that is very a, true. Like sink or swim, it's yours. Yeah, it's a, it's another type of uncertainty, but I'm mm. more comfortable with that type of uncertainty. <laughs> that makes any sense. Yeah, and at least it's yours. And exactly. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that you know you're working on the more creative, uh, creative, creator owns, uh, you know, products because one thing that that's what we love here. That's why our show is even called Indie Comics. It's I, I want something that's fresh and something new, and I want people like you who just want to work on it and be able to do and tell the story that you, that you, you know that that basically the creators and everybody working on it wants to tell and uh does and don't have stressors really you know from working from a from a bigger publisher so yeah and i really appreciate you know that that you were really enjoying this and you know and working on something that makes you yeah, happy but you know um my time uh, working for marvel and dc was great too i had a and I, I didn't. I never worked on a series that was so popular that I had a lot of pressure. Uh, in that sense, I think that was good. Um, so I, I, I liked it too. It's just you know, I, I evolved. I grew up, and I realized <laughs> that okay, that was fun at the time, and now I would like to do something else. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it, and it wasn't, it wasn't stressful. Not especially. 
Yeah. I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't mean like make it seem like it was so hard to work. There tends to sometimes, you know, to see publishers, uh, you know, uh, oh, this is a big machine and they ask too much of artists and mm-hmm. and it might be true in some cases, but I want to share that. It was a good experience. Yeah, of course. And so many people that do work for the big two also do independent work. You know, like a, a lot of times it's a little bit of both. And I think mm-hmm. what is special for you about creator-owned comics and, and indie comics? Um, I like being my own boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's something that I've been, you know, um, struggling ever since I was a kid. I cannot take an, <laughs> someone else telling me what to do. Uh, so that's also I a very French like, quality, I think. <laughs> maybe I don't know. You, you, maybe you sound cultural. so much like me. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and so yeah, I'm really happy knowing that if I don't uh, get my butt out of the couch, nothing's getting done. That's I funny. like that. <laughs> that's wonderful well thank you so much for joining us uh the infinite thank loop you. is out now it's on comiXology you can order it from your local comic book shop i bet they can drop it off for you or you can pick it up there's all kinds of things that local shops are doing so that you can still get your comics during this time buy a gift yep. card please support local businesses yeah, do and, what you uh, can. november volume two drops out on june, june 3rd right 3rd yes yes and yeah. if you don't mind, I would also like to add that uh, my art book is out. I did a Kickstarter campaign a few months back that was very successful and very surprising to me. But <laughs> and uh, and the art book is out now. And it's on Etsy, right? Yeah, uh, I have a link on my Twitter account, the the pin tweet with the the campaign and the and the book and the the everything. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. Oh, infinite loop from idw it's out now go and check it out november first volume out now from image comics second volume coming out on june 3rd it's right around the corner order it pre-order it go get it talk to your local shops um and then elsa's amazing art book which i've looked at it it's incredible um please go and support her elsa where can we find you online what's your twitter that's a good question you just (laughs) type in my name i don't think there's hundreds of people named like me (laughs) (laughs) i'll have all that in the article as well you can find her in the notes of this and on all of our grand geek gathering pages um we'll make sure to uh, support you and, and direct everybody in the right way Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, loyal listeners, for tuning in. You can check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. You can also check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell us how much you love Elsa's amazing comics. Tell us how much you love her and her art um, and how humble and wonderful she is. Uh, Tell us if you're looking at her art as your inspiration when you're trying to uh, create your own art. Uh, You can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch and do Let's Play. I already told you where you can get all of these amazing comics. Just look them up. Uh, So come and join the gathering. Have a great week and GGG! Grand Geek Gathering